Hey there, you're listening to Your Life is Awesome, brought to you by Enjoy Toys, featuring true life stories about sex told by audience members at Smut Slams around the world. Smut Slam is a growing network of dirty storytelling shows founded in 2011 by me, Cameron Moore. We do our best to keep Smut Slam safe, but safe doesn't mean G-rated. Some of these stories are explicit as fuck. If you're not into that, now is a good time to get out. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Your Life is Awesome. My name is Cameron. I am the host of this podcast and also the founder slash creator of Smut Slam International. That means I know a fuck ton about what happens here to make this particular smutty sausage there on your plate. Let's talk about what goes in to the stories and the concept of your life is awesome. First of all, all these stories are gathered from around our network. We have slams happening in places, I want to say all over the world, not everywhere, but we go for a lot of distance, a lot of spaces. Uh, and we gather stories at a, a, almost all of our live shows as often as we can. Those stories are drawn from people in the audience. We don't program any performers. We just invite people in the audience to drop their names in the bucket. If they want to, there's very little pressure applied. Mostly people are like, okay, sure. And so they drop their name in the bucket. We draw their names out over the course of the show. And then people like you, or maybe nothing like you, but just regular innocent people get up to tell their own stories from the stage. We make sure to get the consent to record it and to share it here on the podcast. And that is how the whole thing works. This particular episode that you're about to listen to was recorded in Berlin in July of 2023. I don't remember exactly the date of that, but yeah, our July slam, it was a guest host of our summer season. Um, I was on tour four months in Canada. So we got one different host every month for the four months of our summer slam season. And uh, that's what was happening here at this event. Uh, the theme was the more the merrier. It's all group sex stuff uh, hosted by Marie Hamilton, who is a lovely storyteller here in Berlin. And she stepped in at the very last minute. There were also, speaking of drama, there was also a lot of dramatic wind at this show. It was outdoors. You know, we don't control the production value quite so much, but you can still hear every goddamn word of these fantastic stories. So please uh, keep your ears tuned and ignore the wind. In between the stories, of course, we have the fabulous fuck bucket where Marie is, is getting to draw out random anonymous confessions and questions taken from the audience and applying her wisdom and also the wisdom of the audience. This is a particularly um, compelling place, like crowdsourcing method for, for solutions or commentary or input. We love it so much. And I think you will too. So take a listen to that. All our fabulous fuck buckets with guest host, Marie Hamilton, strap in and uh, sit back. We'll see you on the other side. So, I'm the kind of person who has never been very good at propositioning people for like sexual activities. Um, I sometimes joke that, you know, at like a sex party or a play party, I want to find the room that's for the people whose kink is witty banter. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> 
see you in the room. <laughs> but I had the chance a few years ago at a house party to kind of change my luck, change my style. It was one of those house parties where someone shows up with a bottle of tequila and then it turns into someone's fantasy of like a lesbian sleepover a little bit. Like the shirts came off, we were dancing to the Spice Girls and then the Backstreet Boys and, Woo, and Boys. we got another one. And I was there with my girlfriend at the time and she and I had sort of, we were sort of newly dating. We had talked about like she had sort of had threesomes, I had had threesomes. We hadn't necessarily had a conversation of like, do we want to have a threesome? But there was this really cute British girl there. And I have a thing for the accents. So at some point I went over to my girlfriend and I was like, hey, you know, like this is pretty fun. This is pretty sexy. And I think that we should try to take that person home. And I was hoping this would also kind of like, my that girlfriend at that time was a little bit of a like Casanova like she could turn it on she was a doctor she just had this authority <laughs> so when I said this I was hoping that she'd be like yes like let's do it and she was like that sounds great I'm a little tired so I'm gonna let you take this one <laughs> and I was like sure 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 we got this we got this we got this so I waited until cute British girl was like going into the bathroom and then I followed her into the bathroom and then I tried to like shut the door and kind of like put my hand like on the door and be like hey and I did it I got the door shut I got my hand on the door I got her up against the door and I was like I want to kiss you and she was like well go for it you know how the British people do, they always have a thing. And I was like, okay. And then I did it and we made out. And I was like, oh, this is hot. I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. And, um, and so then after that, I was like, I did it. Uh, do you want to like come home with us? And she was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, why not? I was like, great. But because it was this like lesbian fantasy sleepover, the music kept going and people kept dancing and it got later and later. And I know from experience that there is a point of no return if you think you're gonna have a threesome because everyone gets tired and then you get home and everyone's like, can we just go to bed? So I was like, we gotta get this going. We gotta get out of here. And so I finally do, I'm like, okay, we gotta get going. We gotta, um, we gotta cab. My girlfriend's already in the cab. I'm like standing in the door of the cab and cute British girl is like, it's just really late and I have to work tomorrow and I have to go all the way back to like Neukölln and then come back this direction. And like, I just, she was like, this isn't a forever no, this is just a no for tonight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I watched, watched her walk off into the snowstorm. I think it was snowing and it was, very sad and then and then I you know we got home and went to bed and we woke up the next morning and my girlfriend rolls, rolls over like kind of startled and she looks at me and then she like looks around and then she like touches and she goes wait I thought someone else was here I thought someone else was supposed to be here and I was like no kid it's just me this time no more the merrier Welcome to Smut Slam! Yay! Oh.
okay, this is a confession, and I really like this confession. I'm planning on having sex this week with the husband of my husband's girlfriend. <laughs> the husband of my husband's girlfriend already had a threesome with her and my husband, so why not? <laughs> Your life is awesome. There are so many husbands in that. I loved it. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, mm-hmm. So, while visiting my brother's house, I had sex on his guest bed and used a towel to clean up, which was then ruined. We threw it away. I never told him. <laughs> he might know. Just so you know. People notice when their towels are gone. Or, or gone. Okay. This is both a confession and a question, so I'm curious uh, what our answers are going to be. I can get aroused by my bike seat while riding. Anyone else cross-country style? <laughs> Ooh, this is a long one. Okay, I'm going to scan it really quick. Aww. It has a, it has a face with little tears on it. We are in an open relationship, but me and my partner have very different types. Every person they have dated on the side and proposed to join us to for whatever, a night, a date, or more, I have not had any attraction for, and vice versa. I'm actually starting to doubt myself why they picked me. Sad face. This person didn't ask for advice, but I will just say, don't doubt that. People can have lots of different tastes, and you never know when the magic thing happens and something connects. Right? Yeah. Great. Because so me and my partner have very different tastes as well, but I don't doubt myself, I doubt them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, first of all, this evening, uh, if you have bottles, please take them back to the bar afterwards. Um, that's not on my, it's not on my timer, I hope. So I'm going to tell you my story about my first time in... I moved to Berlin about five, seven years ago with my husband. And we came from a very small town in England where we had, like, the one gay bar. And you get... I'm just looking around, surely all you, you know what I mean. One city, one bar, everyone knows everybody. So you never did anything interesting because everybody would judge you. So you went, okay, we're going to stay completely vanilla for most of my childhood, well, obviously childhood, teenage years and such. So I moved to Berlin. Went to Moscow first. Yeah, nothing's happening in Moscow. Moscow, then Ukraine. Yeah. And then Berlin. Got to Berlin with my husband. We're like, we can do so much gay shit here. <laughs> Fuck me. There is so much opportunity. What is that? What? I don't even know what that is. We walked around, we went to some festivals, we're like, I don't even know what that's about, but I like it quite a lot. Anyway, so one day we, went, we were like, okay, there's a, there's a sex club here, Let, let's give it a go. We thought, okay, we've been married for five, six years, we're very happy, we're still married, and, but we're like, let's be realistic here. We're in a new city, there's new people, new adventures, new things to experience. So we're open and we said, okay, if you want to do something, go for it. So we went to a sex, sex club. This was within the first year we were here, and I was, as an English person, and as a person who loves politics, I was desperate also for some political discussion. I know, sexy, right? You're thinking, yes, 
Yes, we love a bit of voting. Get in there. And anyway, so I went to this party and it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, because of two things. One, it's, it's quite a short story, we'll see how this goes. One, we were chatting and met, met some people and we're enjoying the sex. Or so go over there to the corner, have some sex, get your cock sucked, suck some else's cock. It's lovely, it's great fun. Oh, it's an ass fucking yoga, brilliant. Excellent. Again, what is that? Don't know what that is, back away. Okay, so that was generally, if you've been to a sex party, that's, if, you've, if that's your first time, it generally is what, 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 whoa, okay. That's generally how you behave. I did anyway. So I was there wandering around, and as I was walking around, who's calling me? Somebody, go away. As I was wandering around, I was picking up English people. And I realised this. I wasn't, I wasn't picking English people, I just happened to be, go away. Um, I just happened to be picking up English people. And then, so what would happen is, I would go around, do something sex, do something sex, what a weird line to say, do something sexy with somebody, and then I would say, come back to the bar, come meet, meet my friends. And so eventually, by the end of the night, we had like, I had like six, seven, eight, yeah, I'm the slut, six, seven, eight people <laughs> by the bar. And we were all talking like English, British politics. We were all talking, we were there all discussing Brexit. Like, do you vote Brexit? Yeah, I was voted. Of course, one guy was like, yeah, I was pro Brexit. Like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> There's only so far sex can take you, but you're a Brexit pro, you can get out of this place. So he turned to fuck off. And we're open. Um, so the seven or eight of us left over chatting in politics. And it was great because it really was more the merrier. Because we would we go, yeah, yeah, politics and Labour and Tories and Euro scum and blah, blah, blah. blah. Let's go and fuck. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, the EU trade pact in 1985 uh, mission was very important because um, of what I brought in, but hey. <laughs> and yeah, the, trade, the, um, the Treaty of Versailles in 1914 was quite damaging for the... Uh... <laughs> and so I had a great night. Because I had two of the great things I love, sex and politics, in, in one evening. And that, for me, is how you have more than Marriott, because you have two things you both love, completely unconnected. Well, they should be unconnected. Two things you both love, unconnected, happening in one place. And that's why I love Berlin. Thank you very much. Back to the bar. Here we go. Oh, okay. Wow. First threesome that happened to me was with friends after many beers, so it does not count. It might count though. Okay. But my second one happened quite spontaneously when I invited a grinder hookup to my apartment. He asked if he could bring a friend. I was very nervous, but it went so smoothly and it was the most loving experience I've had. I truly had an after sex glow for 244 hours, not just 24 hours, 244 hours. Yeah, life is awesome. Hi, Smut Slam. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Joe. Uh, I had to think long and hard about what I could say tonight um, because for those who know me, I moved to Berlin to be with my husband. Uh, we've been living, uh, we like to say monogamishly for a number of years. Um, but before moving to Berlin, and very on theme for the stories we've heard tonight, I used to live in London. Um, so lots of accents uh, are going to appear in this story. Um, and 
in London, uh, you can find lots of gay sex parties, uh, lots of gay group sex parties. Um, the only problem for me uh, with most of the group sex parties I was getting invited to on like a weekend were that people were high. And so it was generally very like chill outs or H&H or party and play or whatever you call it. Um, and just not my scene and so I didn't feel comfortable going there. Um, but then enter uh, one day a scruff invitation to join a sober, safe group sex party every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. <laughs> And this is great because Tuesday at 8 p.m. was chosen very widely. It's like, okay, we're going to exclude anyone who's coming down. So it's very much, it was like a very curated selection of sober, safe, consensual uh, group sex activity. So I was here for it. Um, so I went uh, the first time. I'd been mostly to like gay sex parties at like clubs, um, especially here in Berlin. Uh, so this was my first time really like at someone's house. Uh, but the host made, you know, wanted to make everyone feel welcome, so he always had like little snacks and little drinks, non-alcoholic. Um, and so I went the first time, but very shy, and so this is where I can share for anyone the questions of how do you go and find, you know, if you just want to have your own person. Um, this is when I learned that group sex doesn't mean necessarily groups of people coming together to have sex. It can also just mean groups of people coming together to think about having sex, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> at some point in time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, community, hey. Um, so, uh, I was definitely there the first time. I don't remember having sex with anyone at all. I remember talking, uh, it was years before Brexit, so not politics, but weather, you know, very good <laughs> British sex party affair. Um, but uh, I got invited back. Um, so then, um, even though I didn't have sex that first Tuesday, I was able to, you know, put this in my calendar, you know, schedule it in the Dara. You know, I could just put it in every Tuesday, 8 p.m., sober, safe sex party. Um, so I kept going back. And, um, you know, I'd like meet people, not to have sex there. We would talk a lot and then exchange information and then go have sex individually, privately later in the week. So it was just like, you know, like a meet and greet, you know, like, like speed orgy, but no orgy. Um, and then I made a mistake. Then I made a mistake. I was getting too into the fact that, you know, I knew everyone and felt really comfortable, but really like over weeks and weeks, there was just very little of the actual sex happening at the group sex party. Um, and this is when I also started to pay attention to the dynamics that the host did a really good job of curating, you know, people were into sober, safe, consensual activity, um, but hadn't really paid attention to the ratio of tops and bottoms. So it was just a lot of, in this case, tops standing around. And also the other thing with, if you've been going to a sex party every single week sober, you're either into each other or you're not into each other. You can't really then cross into the we're having the sex place. Um, but then there was one uh, evening where there was like a bottom, a bottom appeared. And, <laughs> and he was off, you know, having his sex over with his guy. And then, so this is the mistake I made. This is the mistake I made. And I've been thinking about this. I'm a bit of a villain, not a real villain, just like a British orgy villain. Um, I was like, okay, well, you know, 
we're all going to get into it. Now, also, quick sidebar, when I'm in Berlin, I like to think that I can create a sex vortex. Um, so what I mean is, you know, like, I'm dancing with, like, a group of guys, and then I'll just be down, like, sucking them all off, and then everyone is doing the sex vortex. Like, the activity just kind of happens. I like to be, uh, you know, like an instigator. Um, so I thought I'd stand there and, you know, cheer him on. Like, yeah, like, do it. Like, I'd only had, like, these images of porn in my head. I'm sorry. Um, and that's when I realized I, like, broke this completely unwritten rule at the sober, safe sex party that it was also supposed to be silent. Because I never got invited back again. But I still had some of the guys where I was meeting up with separately, individually. So it kind of worked. It kind of didn't. But in case you know for the future, yes, sober, safe, and silent. The more, the merrier. But shh. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I think sex vortex should be a t-shirt. Oh, yes. It seems like everyone I'm attracted to is similar to my ex. Eerily so. Mm, yes. We call that having a type. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe you should ask your therapist what they think. Oh. 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 Mm. Mm. Okay, my partner wanted me to fist her. I was very nervous, but I did it last weekend and it was fucking amazing. Aww. My life is awesome. Okay, we'll do one more and then we'll have a break. Okay, just one more. I recently discovered that I enjoy having sex at sex parties. There will be repetition. <laughs> love it, love it. Love to hear it. Oh, oh, I love this. Okay, great. I once had a threesome after my housewarming party with two friends. While chained to the bed, my flatmate walks in and goes, ah, and leaves. <laughs> 10 minutes later, she came back with Prosecco and snacks for us three. <laughs> Your life is awesome. It's now my goal in life to be that roommate, okay. This story takes place in 2018, which is before I moved to Berlin. It was the summer before I moved to Berlin. Um, and so I was just, like, I had decided to move to Berlin, and so I was just, like, stepping into my horniness. I was like, I'm developing, I'm growing. And I was in Japan for the summer. I was teaching English on a relatively illegal summer camp um, where we were on tourist visas and we didn't get paid anyway um, yeah boo um, and okay so we rotated classrooms every week you picture like 40 people all mainly fresh out of university different countries you're never gonna see them again after this summer um, and we rotated classrooms every week and on about the third week there was a guy teaching in one of my classrooms and I was like, oh, that's pretty cute. 
So I spent that week, you know, talking to him, buttering him up. By the end of the week, we all go out for drinks. Japan has a crazy drinking culture. Uh, we all go out for drinks and I'm sitting there at the bar and I wore this like low cut top and I'm like flirting with him. It's going really well. Everything's amazing. And then this other guy shows up and the thing you have to know about these two guys is that they were dating, but not exclusively. So the other guy, and they both had J names. <laughs> so the other guy shows up, he sits across from us, he leans in, we're all talking, and then suddenly the other guy, Joe, leans in, he goes, should we all go back to my place? And I'm like, oh my fucking god. Anyways, <laughs> it's happening, it's happening. So we like pay, and then we're like getting out, and we like run to the station, and we get the last train, and then we all like go back to his place and then we talk about you're tested, you're tested and we have some more drinks and we smoke a bit more and then suddenly I'm having a threesome <laughs> and the sex was amazing and everything's done and then afterwards we're like oh, oh my god wow oh there's a single bed <laughs> and remember how I said that we caught the last train and there's no more trains until like 7am and then you remember how they're dating? Aww. I didn't sleep on the floor, but I, I slept on the edge. And Aww. it was the hottest summer in, in Japanese history. And the air cord was on and there was only one blanket. And I was half in the blanket where it was really hot and half out where it was really cold. And so kind of like one of the best nights of my life then turned out to be really a bit sad. That's a good reminder. If you're the couple with the threesome, make sure the third is taken care of and has a blanket. Right? Yes. Let's take care of each other, everyone. Okay. Oh, yes. We have a conundrum. Are you ready for the conundrum? I want to have sex with as many people as possible. But this is not compatible with my relationship. And I also don't want to sacrifice my relationship. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. This one has an exclamation point and it deserves an exclamation point. I finally met a man to whom I can openly talk about my desires and who gets turned on by every single one of them. So I used to, I mean I still am, but I used to be a very, very anxious person. Now I'm just like very anxious, just one very, I guess. Um, and, but it used to be at the level where I couldn't really, like I had a hard time making friends or doing anything where I had to ask for something, for example, I would like wine or something. Like I couldn't do any of these things and then I, I like practiced, like I did a lot of stuff and then I figured them out. At some point, um, you said like stepping into my horniness, that's that's also how I feel. I feel like I could, now I know how to make friends, I can order wine at a bar, I can go to places by myself. How do I have lots of sex now? Like, how do I? <laughs> um, and so, 
<laughs> I started using, um, that's quite a few years ago, I started using this app called, which I'm sure you all know, OkCupid, and I um, talked to some people and I thought, uh, okay, like how, how do I do it? Like I mainly want to have sex, but I don't want to have one night stands, and I do want to have some kind of connection with the person, but I don't want them, like I was worried about other stuff that I thought I had to manage other people's feelings, like I don't want them to fall in love with me and I don't want to fall in love with them, like how do I write all of this in my, into my profile? And like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I did actually uh, manage to find some people to talk to and I met this like really cool guy and I had this um, like typical, in, in my mind, which was like a typical building experience where um, we talked for a while and he was a musician and then like worked in a studio and I, do you want to come by and like have sex in my studio? And I thought, yeah, like I'm stepping into my horniness, why why not? And, um, and like we talked about it before, what like would like to do and he said he really likes going down on people that um, he's just met and I thought yeah, yeah I'm not done. okay I'm going to the studio to this DJ guy and I'm gonna have him go down on me and it was really nice and then that's where I left and I felt like um, you know like th this feeling that you have the next day when the light comes on and you walk through the town you feel like such a like I'm such a gigolo I'm walking through look at me you know I, I, f I fuck people and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought at some point, and then that was like a really sweet relationship because it was never like a, a dating situation, but there were always like very sweet sexual encounter situation, and that like went on for a few years. And then at some point I thought, okay, I would actually really like to, and I had like my found several people, and I was also like dating, and then didn't see that person, and whatever. But then I thought, okay, I would really like to have like a threesome or like have sex with more people. And I had um, been going to sex parties, and I had had some like interactions, but it was never. I didn't really enjoy it that much because like I I liked the interactions, but I didn't enjoy the feeling of like being watched too much, and it kind of felt like a, a bit of a fetishy, fetishized way. Maybe that was just me at the time, but I wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. So I thought, okay, what I have to like to have a free song where I can be really emotionally engaged, and but I don't want to ask my friends because that's awkward and I want to keep them as friends. And I'm not saying that's like not a good thing to do, but I didn't know how to, how to do that. Um, and so I asked this friend because he was like a very sexual active, very sexual open person. I'm sure you know lots of people would also be into free songs and or like have sex with multiple people. And then he said, yeah, sure. And then he said, okay, can you just organize this for me? <laughs> because I feel like, you know, I've stepped into my, in, into my horniness. Like, I'm, can, I can do all these things now. Why do I have to organize everything and worry about everything? <laughs> How about, like, you do this for me? <laughs> and it was also, like, it was around my uh, 30th birthday. And I thought, this is, like, what I should be doing for my 30th birthday. <laughs> And um, and yeah, and then he did organize it, and we talked about what I what I would like. Like I didn't want because I had I also had this thing like I had had sex with women, but I I didn't really want this feeling of if if it's like a man and a woman. I had this feeling of and this idea in my head where I didn't want it to feel like porn. You know, like other women do things, but it's just for you to watch, which is cool. Like if you're into that, and if you you know. But I wasn't. I was very worried about it feeling like that. And so we talked about it and what, what I would like and that I would like 
basically interactions between like everyone that aren't performative for just one person and you know and then I it was around um, my birthday came up and it was like one or two days before and we organized everything and one of the sweet I don't know why but one of the sweetest things was we had this chat group that was just called orgy and it had this <laughs> and it had these emojis like little stars in it that my friend had made and it was just I still look at it sometimes like there's no action in that group but um, but anyway and then I arrived there and um, on this evening and it was really beautiful and I really like enjoyed myself and um, it was yeah, one of those things where maybe everybody who's short-sighted knows this way, you just take off your glasses and then everything just resolves to like warmth and light and glittery things. And um, it was great. So I uh, recommend everyone to get yourself like kinky friends if you want to do <laughs> kinky things. Thank you. Get yourself kinky friends should also be on a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, how we do? Was that thunder, by the way? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. It was just the gods celebrating us. There are so many things in this fuck book, and I'm not going to be able to read all of them, but I'm going to read a bunch right now so that we can try to do it anyway. Okay. I had sex in the kitchen, bathroom, dinner table, and bed of my parents when I was 17. <laughs> Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Okay, we've got a long one with um, a little dice. Wow, this is it. We're going to go on a little journey, okay? I was very brave last week and got rewarded so much. So for a long time, I wanted to, one, shave my head, and two, go to Qualgeist. BDSM location, and I did both on the same day. I went to the Trans Plus and Friends Night, lovely for Trans Plus folks. I'd qualify, am I saying that right? Qualgeist, Qualgeist, great. Um, with the shortest hair ever, and I've been really, really excited, and I met a wonderful person who was on vacation here from New Orleans, and she played with me with one of these needle wheels on the skin of my head. Ooh, because you just had your head shaved. Great. It was amazing. I absolutely recommend trying that. So be brave. Do that thing today. No, do all of those things today. It's worth it. Heart. I like this also. I can plus one to like shaving your head or buzzing it really short. It's amazing. You just wake up in the morning. That's it. I was like, excuse me. This is, yes. Okay. Um, I matched with this girl online dating. And I was like, yes, yes. Because I've realized that I'm into girls. It, they're not just like amazing people with an awesome style and awesome hair. I'm actually also interested in not just like having them as friends and idols, but if they want to kiss them and stuff. <laughs> so we matched. And, um, as some people do, I think it was okay, Cupid. But some people also connect their partner's profile. By the way, for somebody asking how to find another couple, I think going for couples on dating apps, that would be useful. She didn't. And so I thought I was texting with her. Suddenly she introduces, um, maybe not a partner, but apparently a close friend, a male friend. And I'm like, I mean, 
I am enthusiastic. I, I just couldn't go somewhere. So we meet. <clears throat> we meet for drinks and we talk and everything. I think it was a Friday evening. And just for transparency's sake, I'm like, just so you know, I have to work tomorrow. Not meaning that nothing is possible, just as a frame for what might happen. But then it happened what has been somewhat of a topic the whole evening. We talk and we talk and we order drinks and we talk and nobody really like feels like they should do the obvious, like not the obvious, but like the next like tiny bit maybe provocative step. So nothing keeps happening and nobody decides we might should go home. And at some point, I think by then it was like 1 a.m. My work wasn't early, but there was work next day, and by 1 a.m. I go like, by the way, I can also reach work from here, <laughs> from wherever we are currently, like, or wherever you might live or something. So uh, the mood changed. <laughs> so we go home, we have a good time, we chat and everything, and it's very sweet. We manage to equally pay attention to everybody, at least I feel like it. Um, but I think at some point, the first time he and I fully interact with each other is happening and we're realizing, both of, it, of us, him and I, that she's getting quieter and I'm like, I remember trying to reach out because even while you're kissing somebody, there's, there's hands. So I'm trying to like help her feel involved and I can't reach her. <laughs> and he also realizes and we look over and she's like lying on her stomach, but at home we're naked and everything, but she's lying on her stomach and like hiding her face and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is going badly. So we lie down to each side of her being like, hey, you're doing fine, is everything good? Because communication is key. And so she is going, well, uh, this is the first time she's doing this. I internally go, oh, you could have mentioned that, but it's fine. It's the first time she's doing that and she hasn't realized how she would feel seeing her two partners interact and she doesn't know where to insert herself, how to join, and suddenly she's like just an outsider. And I'm like, oh, we're so sorry. We never wanted to, to feel that way. And he's also, I feel like at this point I'm realizing they maybe know each other tops like three months longer than I know that her so this is we're apparently way fresher than I expected this whole experience to be but we making we're making it it's working out we're communicating it's a real line there everything has cooled down I found it really really cool how everybody of us managed to go from like 180 to zero to like let's chill and talk and so we managed that and then um, I was the new factor in this whole situation so I lie beside her and I'm like I mean, we're at your place. Would you like me to go? Should I? Because I'm the new factor. Like, I, it's fine. I wouldn't be, like, I was, I wouldn't, at that point, I was very secure in my single life and enjoyment phase. This was fine. I knew this wasn't something specifically personal. So I was like, would you like me to go? And she was like, no, that's also really not the thing she's going for. And then, funnily enough, he looked, he from the other side, so like, she's still on her stomach looking at me and suddenly he comes from the other side like would you like me to go <laughs> and then she's also like ah, that's also not really the kind of thing she's doing and then he says something really funny because <laughs> reminder we're at her place he's like would you like to go <laughs> and at that point we're all laughing and it's resolved and we start slow again and I, I left with a good feeling the next morning with a very nice experience and yeah that's my story I feel like that 
was a good teachable like learning we all had a learning moment in that sport oh I used to identify as a sub, but recently realized that the safer I feel with a partner, the likelier I am actually also to be able to be a dom. Of course I feel safe with all partners, but the longer I know someone, dot, 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 yes, switch it up. Switch it up. Okay, so the first time that I had group sex was after a party. Uh, which is sometimes how it happens because, you know, you're out, everyone's a little bit tipsy. And I was hanging out with my best friend and we were just like chatting and we were like, we should probably all have sex together now, I think. Um, so we were like, okay, let's go get our partners and get out of here. And we had like the, the scenario that Marie was describing, which was like, if we don't make this happen fast, it's never gonna happen. So like, get the Uber. <laughs> get a bottle of tequila, like, we are doing this, let's do this. So we get in the car and we're driving over and like, we're like, oh, we're so excited, oh my God, amazing. But like, our voices are getting like higher and higher on the way, because we're like, oh fuck, we're doing this. This is like kind of nerve wracking. And like, this is also my best friend. So like, I don't know, like, is, are we cool with this? What's gonna happen? Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so we get back to their place and uh, we start fooling around and it's super fun and it's like pretty easy but it's also the end of a party so um, like there's not a lot of hard dicks around. <laughs> so my friend is like, oh, I have this Cialis. Like I have no idea where I got it but like I have it for some reason. Like we should take it. And so the guys take the Cialis and we're like, great. When does it kick in? <laughs> so we're like, it's fine, we'll just like stay busy for a little while. So we're like, still going, just hanging out, kissing, you know, like licking, lots of stuff. Not that you need hard dicks to have sex, like that is also not true at all. But I don't know, then they had pills and then we were waiting for hard dicks, so whatever. Um, so anyway, this uh, night kind of like, we're, we're just getting tired and uh, we're kind of like, okay, this was super cute, it was really fun, now we know we can do this, like, amazing, like, we're all still friends, and, um, and so we, like, go home, and, um, yeah, go to sleep, and I'm sleeping pretty nicely, and, and whatever, I'm, I'm also, like, kind of hungover and, like, drunk sleeping, and at, like, nine in the morning, I wake up to my boyfriend just, like, crawling towards me just like <laughs> monstrously like come here <laughs> just with like a raging heart on and like we need to do this right now <laughs> um so yeah so then we had sex and it was fun and like not like actually no it was it was later in the morning my friend Yamina called me and she was like oh god how you doing I'm like oh yeah good she's like oh god 4 a.m., Chris woke up. <laughs> We've been having sex for five hours. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> wow. God, I love garden slams. I was so sorry to miss them here in Berlin this summer, um, but I'm so glad that we got a chance to record that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. 
For this show, we want to give out some special thanks, of course, to Marie for taking up the microphone at the very last minute. Our original guest host, Ben McLean, was sick that day, like like violently sick. And so Marie was going to be one of our judges, but she's been a judge before. She's been to a lot of smut slams. We know that she can handle it. And she just stepped in like a fucking trooper. Uh, So thanks, Marie, for that. Uh, do check out Club Mate if you're ever in town. Club Mate is Marie's storytelling night. We also want to thank uh, Frederica and Villa Curiosum, our location for the Summer Slams. They are a just lovely, magical fairy tale environment that we get to be in every summer during the nice weather. It started at the beginning of the pandemic, and we just kept going because it's so lovely and cool out there during the summer. So thank you, Villa Curiosum for uh, making a lovely summer home for Smut Slam in Berlin. Please make sure to join the Patreon if you love this podcast, and I bet you did. If you love this podcast, you want to make sure to support us in an ongoing way. You can do that over there on Patreon. Get advanced listens to these fantastic podcast episodes. We also have occasionally um bonus tracks and and special events that we put up and we're still working out all the perks but frankly to get an advanced listen to like the podcast that's kind of a sneak peek that you don't want to miss so get over there to your life is awesome on patreon join us there drop down a few euros or dollars or whatever a month and that helps keep us going thanks so much our next upcoming slams wow You know how I was saying, like, we're just all over everywhere. This particular episode, I want to tell you about a bunch coming up. They just kind of come and converge in astonishing ways sometimes. And here it is uh, (laughs) through the end of November. Woo! Okay, November 20th, we're back in Berlin at Crack Belmer. I am just, I I love that space so much. Uh, So I'll be there hosting. And then the next day I catch a train up to Copenhagen, November 21st, Copenhagen at Roset. I don't know if you can hear that, but I have to struggle to pronounce that because it's got a funny little circle over the A and it makes it do terrible things. Roset. Anyway, uh, it looks like Rahuset if you're just like a, a normal sort of like shitty North American speaker like me. Anyway, that's up there in Copenhagen, November 21st and November 27th in Leipzig. We are coming back to the Impact Hub in Leipzig uh, and we're dressing it up because that will be our final slam for the year in Leipzig. So do check us out at all those locations. If you're in those areas, get your people out for tickets. You can get tickets for all of those through links at our website, smutslam.com. Look at the directory page and it's right there, all the links. And if you are in a city where you you, you haven't heard any Smut Slams being announced yet, babe, that's on you. Just get in touch with us and let us know you want a Smut Slam in your town. We will talk with you about whether that's possible. If you're in an area that you know you're never going to get a Smut Slam, like you're a town of like 6,000 somewhere, um, Frankly, darling, the odds are against it. But don't fear because you can always get to Your Life is Awesome right here, wherever fine podcasts are streamed. So we want to thank you for listening in on that. Um, If you want to see other shows by me, uh, we are probably going to get some shows. You're probably going to find some shows by me. I'll be making a couple guest appearances before the end of the year. You can follow me on Facebook, Cameron Moore. That's C-A-M-E-R-Y-N Moore. Follow me there and uh, find out about it but you can also also uh listen for um 
updates on Sidewalk Smut. Sidewalk Smut is a custom stream of consciousness erotica typed by me on a typewriter, handcrafted, handcrafted to your specifications. And frankly, it's a lot of fun. You just send me a short little, I send you a questionnaire, you fill it out. I create something fantastic and smutty and you have a custom made piece of erotica suitable for framing, suitable for hiding away in a brown paper envelope. It's all up to you, but it's amazing stuff. I've been doing that around the world since 2011 on my typewriters and I still do it. And I especially bring it out during these gift giving seasons. So check that out. Sidewalk Smut. You can also find that on uh, on Facebook, Sidewalk Smut. All right. That's going to be it for now. If you are feeling unsatisfied, like you want more smut, well, people just listen in. We got another episode coming out real soon for you. Hold on in the meantime, make your own smut. And remember, your life is awesome. Bye. This has been Your Life is Awesome, a story podcast from Smut Slam with Cameron Moore. Produced by me, Mark Seestedt. Music by Sticky Biscuits. A huge thank you to all storytellers featured. All stories are being shared with permission. Thanks also to Enjoy Toys, makers of deluxe stainless steel instruments of pleasure, for continually supporting SmutSlam. Find them at enjoytoys.com. If you want to help us make more of these, plus get access to longer episodes and other bonus material, please join our Patreon at patreon.com. Your life is awesome. If that's not in the cards right now, you can also help by rating and reviewing this show. Look for that option in your podcast app. We might read out some reviews on a future episode. Got a question for Cameron? Write or send a voice recording to smutslampodcast at gmail.com. This too might be featured on the podcast. And if you want to find out more about Smutslam and the code of conduct we use in the shows, go to smutslam.com. All links mentioned can be found in the podcast info. Thanks for listening.